everybody. Welcome back to Elder Geeks Game Club number seven. Uh, this week we're talking about Ikaruga. My name is Steve Wilkinson, and with me as always is Phil Summers. Yo. Phil, how are you tonight? Good, how are you? Very good. The internet's Phil Summers. Yes. And of course with us is Randy, uh, owner and editor of ElderGeek.com. How, how you doing tonight, Randy? I am doing awesome. I am doing awesome. And, and Phil is not just of internet fame, but also of specifically Shamoozle fame. Correct. Yes. Schmoozle.com, where nothing has happened for the last month. <laughs> <laughs> I've been taking a little, taking a little break, little little hiatus. Uh, that's all right. Got to recharge the batteries, though. Yeah, focus in on the game club here. You know. That's right. Yeah, we're enjoying some uh, nice fall weather up here in the great Northeast, and uh, we're ready to talk about uh, s- some some shoot 'em up shmup action. Well, for for the uninitiated, why don't we? You know, this is probably going to be our first one on YouTube. Why don't we? Why don't we explain to everybody how Game Club specifically works? Yes, yes. So the Game Club, um, how how it works is basically it's essentially a book club for video games in podcast form. And so what we do is we put up a poll for our audience. We ask everybody to vote on the game that they would like to play, as well as the game they'd like to hear us talk about. And then over a period of about two weeks, uh, we all play through the game, collect our thoughts, we reach out to the audience, ask them for their thoughts and opinions, and then get together every other Tuesday night, and we put it together in a, in a nice, easy-to-swallow podcast. And uh, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. So yeah, if, if you're listening to this and you want to participate, we, we ask you to head over to the site and, and uh, vote uh, for what you want to play, eldergeek.com, head over there. And, it, and and we must stress what you will because I feel like we, we explain how this works and we always get people saying, well, I don't really get it. <laughs> and then it's like, and I was saying to Steve earlier, it's on to Steve, I was like, uh, Randy, did you ever, were you ever in the Mr. Show no. before? No. no. There's this great skit where it's kind of... Uh, it's, the, it's hard to explain the concept. It is hard to explain the concept, but I always think of this skit. Basically, the guy's just trying to get the point across of how this show works. And it's just, well, of course, this show is really a complete, in this skit, the show is a complete, like, clusterfuck. You know, it's just, <laughs> there is, you can't do it, but you can't successfully do it. But I always, I, I feel like that's, that's us when we try and explain uh, how it works. But yeah, we want you to play the game. So when, when you vote on the poll, um, you know, it's what you want to play, and we want to know what you think of it as well, you know, and, um, yeah, we want the audience to take part in it, so. That, that, that's really, yeah, one of the big components of the show for us, uh, as we were kind of coming up with the idea of how we wanted it to work, was, was audience participation is kind of key on this one, because, you know, the, the three of us can put our thoughts together and everything, but we really want to have that interaction right, with the people who are listening. Right. Also, it's, it's also a great way for I, I, for me. This is an awesome kind of way to to pick up on the smaller games that we might have missed as time has kind of gone by. We don't we don't do huge games because it's kind of tough to do a huge game with our with our current schedules and everything like that. We try to right. touch on indie games and and uh, smaller games from the past that people might have missed. So in that case, it's, it's it is like a book club. It's this appreciation of of things past. Right, right, and, mm-hmm. and we know people. I mean, I was even thinking today when we hit like the November month when people are just playing all the new releases and it's just like, ah, are they, are, are people going to be interested in playing whatever kind of game club we come up with, you know, game club game we come up with at that point. So yeah, I mean, that's why we're choosing what we think are shorter games or something a little easier to, to digest other than, you know, your average eight to 20 hour game. Right. Or even something that it may be as far as, uh, from a monetary point of view, isn't going to have quite as much of an investment for them. Right. Um, because yeah, obviously yeah, it's that time of year, and we all want to play, you know, the Gears of Wars and 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 all the stuff that's coming out. Uh, I know Phil is particularly excited for uh, Halo uh, <laughs> Anniversary Edition. I, I I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I I could have sworn I saw you at Best Buy the other day. Yeah, uh, pre- uh, yep, that, and here. I had my Gears of War three pre order as well. I had, Got, you had the uh, the the bandana on yeah, Marcus bandana. <laughs> I did. I had my Halo tattoo on my forearm. Uh, well, before before we alienate any uh, potential <laughs> listeners by, by goofing on on games, which I love, by the way. Um, uh, let's uh, get into a little history about uh, Ikaruga. Yeah, uh, Phil, why don't you take it away? Yeah, sure. So Ikaruga, 
uh, is the, created by Treasure, a great um, Japanese gaming company that was spun off from ex-Konami employees back in the day and went on to make lots of games that you've probably played, like Unstar Heroes, um, uh, Sin and Punishment, Ikaruga, Radiant Silver Gun, which was just released on Xbox Live, stuff like that. Um, and speaking of Radiant Silver Gun, Ikaruga's sort of like a semi-sequel to it. Um, the, it's cool. It's interesting because Radiant Silver Gun really, to me, shows, since I've just downloaded it this week, I've only waited like 10 years to play this game, um, really shows where shooters have gone over those last you know few years. It's kind of like the pinnacle of your typical shooter from those days. And I feel like Ikaruga, when that came out, is like, this is what shooters are now becoming. So it's like a, the tail end and the beginning of what shooters are. Ikaruga kind of introduced that whole bullet hell concept. Um, hmm. So it's developed on Sega's Naomi arcade board. Uh, that's basically Dreamcast hardware um, in arcade form. Uh, lots of games from the early 2000s used that stuff like Marvel vs. Capcom 2 uh, all ran on Naomi. Um, anyway, so... It was developed by a small team of like four people. Uh, it was brought to Dreamcast in 2002. Uh, it was ported to GameCube 2003. Uh, that's where it saw a, a wide release for the first time. And then it was uh, released on Xbox Arcade in 2008. So when it came out, it was uh, critically acclaimed. Uh, I can remember hearing about it. And, I, you know, IGN was really all about it, obviously. The whole... Um, our frothing demand increases, quote, which is pretty, you know, do you guys, you guys have to be familiar with that quote, right? No? I, yeah, I've heard that before, yeah. Yeah, like the mm -hmm. box art for the GameCube one, I'm probably make sure. Yep. Yeah, it says it on the front, right? Yeah, it right says our frothing <laughs> demand increases. IGN. Yeah, IGN. <laughs> That's on the cover of the box, and, and that comes up a lot, like in message boards, people will say, like, their frothing demand is increasing. I, I think I saw it today, just Reading a, <laughs> reading a Zelda thread and on Gaff, I think somebody said their throbbing demand increases because there was some news shots. <laughs> so it's it's become one of those things. Um, the GameCube version holds uh, an 85 on Metacritic, and I thought this was kind of interesting that the Xbox version held an 87. Um, I feel like maybe the Xbox One probably got much more exposure, and you know through the years, Ikaruga probably gained more of an appreciation maybe after the GameCube release. So whereas the GameCube release mm -hmm. was probably a little under the radar throughout the years, more and more people started learning about it. And then when that Xbox One came and hit an even bigger audience, maybe mm -hmm. that's responsible for the whole two-point difference there. Um, and I thought it was interesting. I, I, I touched on how it was made by a small team. The music in the game is composed by Hiroshi Iyuchi, which I'm probably saying wrong. Um, and it's interesting because not only did he do the music, but he was the director and the planner. He did, he handled 70% uh, of the background graphics. He did a lot of effects work. Wow. So, I mean, this guy was just tasked to, you know, freaking high heaven. You know I mean? He had so much to do. Um, so it's pretty impressive really when you think about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wish I had that kind of skill. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, the guy's basically the man. And then I even tried to look up how I, how I found that is I really like the music in the game, which I, I guess I'll touch on later. But I wanted to see what else this guy composed, and he didn't really compose anything else. I mean, like, this is it. He just, he's done tons of treasure games. He's done lots of work on different games, but he's never, like, done music. So I thought that was kind of cool. It was worth uh, putting into the history here. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So I guess for anybody who's never played Ikaruga and, and maybe isn't familiar with it and, and didn't uh, partake in the, the game this week, uh, the best way to describe it is it's a top-down shooter mm -hmm. uh, in the style of, for, for people who maybe aren't familiar with, with that genre and a lot of the, the games you mentioned, uh, if probably one people would know the most would be like 1942 right. or 1943, like that style of game, yeah, right. only, only way, way, way more over the top. Um, you know, just you, you use the phrase bullet hell, which is just, you know, uh, just bullets all over the screen, like pretty much. And that plays into the mechanic in which you can switch your ship between two colors, uh, white or black, and the bullets coming at you are either white or black or beams of laser or whatever. And depending on 
which color you are at the time, uh, it, it influences whether or not you're going to be destroyed or if you can absorb it and then use it later, which, which is a really kind of a crazy mechanic. I, I don't really think anything prior to that had had anything. No. That sort of mechanic in it. That, that was. Yeah, I, there's uh, actually a treasure game called uh, Silhouette Mirage. I used to own it on PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. And that mechanic is in there where, I mean, that's the whole point of the game. You're like switching between, if I remember, like a red and a blue or something like that. But that's like mm-hmm. a 2D side scroller. And it was never not used in the way that this game, not in the way that this game works. Um,. Right. But the the idea is kind of there, but certainly not like how crazy Yagruga is with it. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's, so as but whereas like a game like 1943 has a you know it's a more of a historical thing. Right. Um, this is a uh, very um, sci- science fiction, very kind of over the top, gigantic, crazy boss battles with like serious like mechanics that you need to figure out in order to take them down. It's right. not, you know. You can't just sit there and hold down the button and and hope for the best. You really kind of have to think and, and move around.
Steve, I know we kind of have a bit of a history with this game. We've played it before. And Randy, I know last week you said, or last episode, you said you're not really one for shooters. So I'm really curious to see what you thought of it. What version did you play, and, and what did you think? And I uh, I played the 360 version. And, okay. Uh, do, you, do you want to know what I think? Yeah, sure. I of hate course. this game. <laughs> you hate it? <laughs> I really do. <laughs> uh, you don't like you don't like a single thing about it. You just hate it. I, I oh well. Let me. All right. Let me. Let me. Let me put out the things that I. Let me say the things that I do enjoy about. Just I'll it fight first. you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I I really enjoy. I think graphically, it's a triumph. I really do. I think it. I think it is. It is. It is eye candy through and through. Um, I really enjoy that uh, on screen. It actually does the the taller you know monitor effect which you know which a lot of people i don't know whether or not they're hearing this but that's very reminiscent to arcade type of of setup you know it would be the old crt monitors just kind of turned on their side to give that that taller appearance for for shooters um i really enjoyed that um the music was great visually it was great uh backgrounds and everything like that i thought were great but as a shooter i really disliked it um I, I can see why people would enjoy it, though, but, but here's, here's the reasons why I kind of dislike it. Um, for starters, you need to be shooting all the time. There's no time when you're, you're not shooting. I mean, for all intents and purposes, you could just duct tape down the shoot button and, and then just dodge bullets for the rest of the game, and then the game just becomes dodge the bullets. Older, older games of this genre, the ones that really kind of started this, like 1942 and 1943, they didn't have that, that constant fire thing. You had to keep tapping your, you know, your arcade button to, to kind of keep shooting. That was, that was part of the challenge. How quickly could you push the button to, to shoot down the enemies that are kind of coming at you? you know, so it wasn't just dodge, it was, it was dodge and shoot. This is just dodge. Um, because it takes no skill at all to remove your, your finger from the thumb. Um, and secondly, I, about the shooting, I really hate the fact that there's no upgrade for your guns. Like, like none. It's just <laughs> go in and shoot. Uh, there's, no, there's really no reward so much for, for shooting down chains of enemies. You don't get, you don't get additional you know, firepower. You don't, you don't get additional uh, shields or anything like that for doing well. You, your reward for doing well is just being granted to be able to play a little bit longer. Um, and I guess finally, one of my one of my biggest complaints about this game is, I, I get it. I, I really do. I understand that people love this type of game for the sake of challenge because uh, gaming is different for everybody else. Some people it's it's escapism. Some people it's it's uh, you know the sheer enjoyment of of kind of conquering something. W- with this type of game, it's it's the sheer enjoyment of being able to 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 play a game like this through rote memory and and. Uh, you know, kind of practice, 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 and get it done. Um, I, I I feel that, having said that, I feel that the difficulty level in this game just ramps up entirely too quickly. There's no there's no sense of adventure on your way to to the point where you die. You know, on on the contra games, it was almost like a story. Like you had your 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 intro levels, and it, and it was kind of hard. If you died, you know, you could try again, and and you know, you felt like there was a sense of progression. You felt like you had a chance of, of getting further. But this game, it's just, hey, dodge these bullets and, and see how well you can do. You know, I, I don't I don't feel like there's any type of real story. I don't feel like there's any type of progression. It's just, it goes from shooter to hold on to your ankles because, you know, <laughs> they're aiming for penetration, you know. So, uh, I, how I, I guess... How did you make it? I made it to level two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I no, I could, and and that actually kind of leads me to another pretty large complaint that I have with the game. Shooters of of this nature, generally in the past, if if you died, your chance to continue was you threw in another quarter and you could continue. Uh, if you were playing on console. You hit the start button and you could replay that level. A lot of times you would get like three chances to replay that level. Now, now on, on the 360, you can replay the level as many times as you want if you if you unlock that level. But it's not until after you go through a, an annoying sequence of menus. You've got to go, you got to tell it, no, I don't want to save my replay. And then you got to say, no, I don't want to look at the fucking leaderboards. And then you got to go back to the main menu and then tell it which level you want to start at again. It's not, 
There is no option to pop up on screen that says retry level. It's guess what? You fucking died. Now you got to go through this giant sequence to get back to the main <laughs> menu just to play that level again. So after the game that I disliked, I had to go through this menu system of shit that I disliked to get back to playing the game I disliked even more. So it was just like piling crap on top of crap for me. Hmm. Was that, that, that was a crazy rant. I don't think anybody's probably ever heard me that angry yet on, on, on our <laughs> Especially channel. Especially over something so good. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, I do, I do appreciate it. I do, I do understand why people appreciate it. It's just not something for me at all. That's, and I get that. The only thing I, I disagree with you on is um, how it just becomes a game about holding down the fire button. Because if that's what you're doing, you will die. Because, you know... One thing we didn't explain is, if you're white, if you switch between white and black, if you're white and you shoot a white ship, he's going to throw back white particles at you. Um, and your whole thing is you want to absorb these particles because, I mean, Randy said you don't get any upgrades, but you do have this thing that just that clears the whole screen. And how you get this is you have a little meter, and as you absorb these bullets, the meter fills up, use the thing, clear the screen. Um so can, I, can I just stop you right here real quick? Sure, sure. I didn't realize that you had to absorb the goddamn bullets. I thought it was just you turned into the white one to not get killed by the white bullets. And you no, you the want black. the bullets. You want yeah, there's a little meter at the bottom like left of the screen, and as you absorb bullets, that meter will fill up. And the more, you know, if you're doing it like Phil says, where you're shooting the white ship intentionally with white bullets to have it throw more at you, it'll fill up faster to the point where you can almost be hitting that like mega blast. See, there's no, you know, there's no explanation for that then. Like, no, I, always, there I always thought that it was like that, that meter was filling based on my performance, like no. X number of chains of perfect kills and, and, and et cetera and so forth. So you actually absorb the bullets. You do absorb mm -hmm. them, yeah. And wow, I, okay. I don't know if it's on the Xbox One, but I, I did play the Xbox One for a minute the other night, and then I popped in my GameCube version. But um, on the GameCube One, there is a like a how to play, like it tells you this is what you do. I don't know if the Xbox One has that. You know, the I'm Xbox mine back on to make sure I'm the, not making an ass out of myself here. No, the fine. Xbox versions, uh, Randy, you definitely had a. The, I don't remember the GameCube version as much, or the, the Dreamcast one. I don't remember it being as much of an issue. But yeah, the the menus are very weird in the Xbox version. It it definitely kind of makes you jump through hoops, uh, even just to get into the game and play it, it. It seems like you have to go through like three three different things you have to select before you can even do do that. So that that could be an issue just with that version. Yeah, because I was even like the GameCube one seems a little more um, console friendly. I guess is the word with the way the menus work. There's even like. Uh, when you hit start, there's actually like a little intro screen where I don't know if it's in the Dreamcast one, Steve. Do you see your character like walking, kind of like as if he, as if he's like walking to his ship, and then from there you you choose <laughs> the difficulty, and the difficulty tells you bullets are gonna fly at you if you do this, or you know. Uh, I vaguely remember that in the Dreamcast version as well yeah. because that was the, the version I had played the most. Okay. Um, I don't remember uh, that, and I don't think that's in the Xbox version. I don't remember seeing that last week at all when I when I fired it up. Okay. So, yeah, so now that you know this <laughs> about the, the, the absorbing the bullets, so you, you're really picking and choosing, you know, when do I want to be black and when do I want to be white, you know, because I want these bullets because I want to fill this meter and just destroy everything as quickly as possible. And so, again, so that, you know, you're not, fire, you're not jamming on the fire button. Another thing, maybe, I'm not sure if you noticed, um, if you just if you do just tap the fire button, only one single bullet comes out because normally he's firing. When you just jam down the button, yeah. two bullets are flying out. Um, so when you just tap, you you really do have like this pinpoint accuracy with just that one bullet, and that is used for when you really want to build your chains. And the way the chaining work it works is, if you kill three of the same color in a row, your score goes up, and then really, what your score is, your score isn't really imperative to your survival. You're not really like Randy said. You don't get like a reward for it. You you know you don't get this amazing weapon um, based on how you chain, but it does improve at the end of you get ranked at the end of a stage, and right. that is, it's, I mean, the only way to get that ranking. And that's just kind of like a look. Awesome. That's like a leaderboard, a leaderboard thing right. for. Yeah, for because this is definitely a game made for the the crazy like, you know, the people who break out the abacus and shit when they play. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Well, which is not me, but <laughs> I got. I guess I got to backtrack a little bit here. You know, down in 
there is a help and options, and within that help and options menu, there's a how to play. But, but it's a little you know, playing a shooter like that, it, you know, you wouldn't. Th- I wouldn't think to go and and look into that kind of thing. But oh well, right? Yeah, it's. Uh, it, I think it's just it, it's a kind of like a different. Uh, it's just made from a totally different point of view from you know where like a lot of games now kind of give you a, a, something on the screen to kind of. Right. get you ready for what you're going into and uh, and I don't mean that in terms of like hand holding I just mean like you know just some sort of visual cue like to let you know what's going on at least in the beginning and this one just kind of they just throw you right in there and they're like here you go have fun right kind of <laughs> leaves it yeah kind of leaves it up to you um a game like this where you know you're constantly being punished I don't mind it so much when you're just constantly being punished because it's such a short game I mean really I put in my GameCube one because I do kind of I, I got I was starting to get good at this game when I first bought it on GameCube years ago, um, so I was p- playing it on Xbox for Game Club and I only made it to the third stage, uh, and I kept dying. So I threw my GameCube one in because I was praying and I did have my memory card which has my save data on it. And in that version, I don't know if this is how it works for the Xbox one. I probably didn't play it enough, but the more hours and time you put onto the game slowly starts adding lives and eventually you unlock a free play uh, hmm. so you can just play through the whole game no matter how bad you suck and trust me i was doing <laughs> absolutely brutal when <laughs> when i when i beat it the other night um i kind of forget where i was headed with this um thought <laughs> but uh yeah i really wow totally lost uh, track there i am terrible <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll hop in again. Again, here's, here's another option that I, I did not see while while I was tinkering the first time. While you're about to launch the game, you need to like there is a, a game settings that will allow you to do five lives. You know this is, again. This is just yeah. before launching it. it. It allows you to do five guys versus uh, versus three, and it also does allow you to turn on continues. But there there you have it. So you were yeah, playing yeah, with I'm no continues, just the three lives. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I could see you getting very frustrated with that. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Going back to my thought, I just I remembered why I was talking about. I, it, why I don't mind the difficulty being so hard is because the game is like a 20 minute game. Um, so you know, say you spent fifty dollars on this game when it came out, and you came home and you just bl- you blitz through it, and you're just kind of like, oh, why did I just spend fifty dollars on that? So it kind of just forces you to really get good at those few stages, and it's not demanding too much. I mean, for my GameCube memory card had like 18 and a half hours put onto it. So that's how much Ikaruga I played back then. Um, I was getting pretty good at it then, too. I, I was able to make it to the final stage, I think, if I remember correctly, without, you know, lots of continues and all that stuff. Um, so I don't mind that it's short because... I mean, I don't mind that it's hard because it's a short game. You're not investing... It's not like you're you're dying nonstop in this 20-hour game, you know? So that's why I guess I don't mind the punishment in a game like this. But Steve, what are your? What, I mean, you haven't really chimed in too much on your thoughts on. <clears throat> uh, I was letting. I, I figured when Randy said he hated it, I was just gonna let you go for a while. And see what, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I was like, you don't like the game. I'm not. Gonna, we've, we've always joked about the fact that we we always seem to agree on everything. Right. No, I'm uh, all the time. So I think it's a good, healthy thing to have a, a game finally where there's a little bit of polarity. Right. Um. Uh. I. You know, I'm kind of somewhere in the middle, and I, I I love this game a lot, and and it's one of those games where I I find myself um, frustrated with myself because I feel like I should be better, and I'm not. You know, obviously, um, I I've played this game over the years, and this past time while playing it for the game club, um, I finally broke a, th- a threshold and got to the third level. So. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, I mean, in, it was a small victory for me. You're in that, the game. I know, right. So, <laughs> really? I've made some... level, level, level three is halfway through, so it's, it's actually that short? Five. Yeah, yeah, I think it's five stages, five 20 minutes long. Yeah. 20 wow. Minutes. Yeah. Well, 20 minutes long if you do it like play a perfect game well i don't know because everything's timed you know you're constantly being moved along you know you get to a boss and he's he's out of yeah, there a minute if you don't kill him but i mean like 20 minutes if you sat down and didn't die and played it all the way you know without continues or or dying and having to then go back to the beginning was that like, what the con- is that how the continues were working on the xbox one when you continue you go back to the beginning 
Uh, I don't think I did. I didn't use continues oh, okay. at all. All right. Yeah, I just died, and then I just would. What I would do is, uh, as you, I practiced the second level like crazy because I, um, I had already gotten through the first level, second level. Then, so you can once you've completed the level, you can, or when you unlock a level, I'm sorry, you can then go to it and pl- uh, jump right to it. Okay. So I had already finished one and gotten to two, so I was able to just start on two. Right. So I just spent a lot of time practicing that one, and uh, finally. Beat it, beat that level, and got through to three. So now I can start on three when I want to. But I, 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 I did a lot, but uh, three was just brutal, man. I, I reached that point. And I was like, okay, I, I think I'm. I've reached. I've reached my threshold of anger. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, where did you make it to on three when the? Uh, I the made it to the, the walls. Were, the walls were closing in. Yeah, yeah. I did make it to the end of three, where where the, the boss with the circle. Okay. Yeah, that's and, oh, that's hard. Yeah, that's that's a bitch right there. But um, on on the points of the game itself, I mean, um, yeah, all the same. I mean, the game is beautiful. It still looks amazing. I mean, considering it's a it's a 2002 Dreamcast game, mm-hmm. and the Xbox version, aside from being upresed to HD, uh, doesn't have a whole lot else being done to it. I mean, the game just looks fantastic, and the music. I I, I didn't do any research on this guy, but it, it blows my mind to think that this was like the only thing he composed, because the music in this game is just. Uh, it's just, it's just so different, you know. It's almost and, like he missed a calling by not doing more music, yeah. you know. Exactly, yeah. And and along with the the presentation, the way the, the you know, there's no cutscenes. You don't. There's not really. There, I get, there's a story like I kind of loosely picked up on as I was reading about it on uh, on Wikipedia and stuff. But I mean, really, just kind of like each level, there's kind of like this kind of little bit of poetry on the screen right. and like music plays and your ship kind of flies. And it's just such a neat presentation. Um, uh, it, it's one of those things and I'm not like a huge, like otaku guy or anything, but I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's just very Japanese in its presentation. And, and I just, uh, really enjoy that just the way it's put together. Yeah, I, I do. Would... Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was going to say what I really actually kind of enjoyed a lot was the, uh, I, I, I guess when you did chains, I don't know what they're saying. I think they're saying something about. I think they are saying like. Yeah, they're saying chain. like chain, like one chain, two chain, like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that sounds actually really cool. Yeah, the robot yeah, voice. The robot voice, and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I could have that robot voice on my phone, and I would be happy. Even <laughs> even though this game, by the way, the if if you know if this ever does make its way to YouTube, and I hope it does, uh, if anybody sees me beating the second boss, they will be like seeing me get as far as I've ever gotten. <laughs> And, and now, you, and listen. Now you know these these new skills. Yeah, and new, also I know yeah. that I can continue. I, yeah. Now all I got to do is like look for cheats online, and I'll be good to go. <laughs> yeah, and now you know that to absorb the the bullets, and and uh, I wanted to go back to that, but before I do, just I wanted to stick with the the, the presentation, the music, since that's what you guys were talking about. Uh, yeah, I agree that the music is. I love the the intro, like the way a stage works is. You're thrown right in there. You're blowing the shit out of everything. The stage is going. You probably already died like three times. And then like the music kind of like does its thing, and your ship slowly lifts off, and then it tells you that you just started the stage. I love that. Yeah. I love that feeling. You're just like, oh shit, man. Now now shit's really about to get real. Yeah, yeah. You're like, you get thrown, and you're like, that was that was a rough stage. And then it's like stage one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck. Especially, especially like I think stage three is one of the coolest ones. Like you really get thrown. If you don't make it to stage three, Randy, watch watch a YouTube video of it. Like, uh, you really get thrown through the ringer in the beginning, and then it does the thing where the music kind of slows up and the ship slows up and the words come up on the screen, and then right on there, the music gets real intense and it throws you in, and your ship is flying at like a million miles per hour, and shit's just flying everywhere, and it, it really is just a really cool feeling that um, I don't think many shooters have that like intense feeling like that. The way it kind of works cinematically i guess um mm-hmm. yeah uh, uh, and and just uh back on the uh the point of with all the stuff with the the different colors uh, another thing and and i i this was just always my perception of it I i've never known this to be true 100 percent. so maybe you can clear this up for me but i was always under the impression that if you were white and you were fighting a black ship That's and you were shooting say. white bullets that you would kill it faster yes, right yes and that okay. is another and then, thing and vice versa if if you're a white ship fighting a white ship 
it takes a little longer yeah. to kill it, but you're also so there was a lot of strategy yeah. involved as far as like do I you know especially there would be like a part where there'd be um you know a big white ship and a big black ship and they'd be kind of moving around the screen and and you had to kind of navigate in between them and their bullets and uh, switching back and forth to not only avoid being killed but to you're also trying to absorb bullets you know for your energy but you're also trying to attack the ship that's the opposite color of you so that you can take it out faster and get past that part. So in, in that way, there's, you know, just, a, yeah. I thought a great layer of strategy on the game that, that I've never seen in a shooter like no. that. Uh, yeah. Prior to, prior to this game. Um, and I did go back and play, even though radiant silver gun didn't win last week, uh, that came out and it was one that I've always wanted to play like you. I did end up buying it and played it a bit and, uh, not as much. Uh, but I kind of, as I played it, I, I almost, I I missed that whole concept, that whole mechanic. Yeah. I was kind of like, oh, it's like it feels like Ikaruga without the uh, without the the fun, you know, bullet switching. Right, because it even has the chains too. And that game, Radiant Silver Gun's crazy because it's like got it's like overly complicated with all the different guns you can use and how they yeah, level right, up, right. and it's just that has different levels of depth where it's just. That's just complicated. Whereas this has like levels of depth, but it's ve- depth, but it's very s- simple in, in in the idea. You know, it's just you're black or you're white, but there's so much that they they do with it. Um, you know, like you said, you know, you're firing, you're firing at the white ship, but so you switch black to kill it real quick. But if you kill it when you're black, you won't get those bullets to come at you. So, you know, maybe at the last second you flip back to white. You take it out as white, and then you absorb those bullets. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there's all sorts of just little things like that that really add to it. And I don't know if you've done it, but sometimes when those ships come out and they fire just those big lasers, I usually just fly right up into their face. Yep. And I just I absorb all that shit, and then I blow them up. <laughs> you just sit there and soak it in. Yeah. And then you just fire off that clear all, and it feels good. I- you know, another thing we should mention about this game that I think is really amazing is the fact that you can essentially finish the game without ever firing a bullet. What? Yeah, because you could just absorb and survive. Yeah. Yeah, you, you just play it purely as uh, survival and damage mitigation, and, and you'll just make it... You can Because the boss battles, if you don't beat the boss after a certain period of time, it just flies away, and you continue through the level. Are there masochists out there that, are there masochists out oh, there yeah. that actually do that? There are some great videos on YouTube of people who are just... Insane. Far more, far more insane than I could ever be. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, That's a guy awesome, on, but... there's a guy on there that he plays two player by himself, and oh just, my god, he kills it. It's incredible. It's it's amazing. I'm gonna put that in the show notes for this episode because uh, it, you, you gotta see it because it's um it's amazing. He, they show the two the 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 screen and then they show um like picture in picture. His hand on—he's using like the big uh, arcade sticks yeah. to play, and uh, so then you see both of his hands on it playing it. It's just—it's amazing I, to watch. Yeah, that's—I I have a lot of respect for that, but no fucking way could I ever do that. I, I got shit to review. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I mean, I—it's I, like one of those things. Is like I, I wish that I could be that good, but um, I just don't have the time. To put into it to ever reach that level with these types of games, I I love them for what they are, yeah. um, and I enjoy them on a on probably like the most casual like noob kind of uh, level. But uh, yeah, I, I tried to get pretty hardcore with with it when I bought it. Like I said, I put like eighteen hours on the the game that's twenty minutes. Wow. Um, and I never even came close to the level of these guys, so I can't even imagine. I got to the point where I was getting like a whatever the top score was on a stage, I think it's like an S. I was able to get S's on the first two stages, and then I was able to survive like three and four. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I couldn't even imagine doing it with two players at once. Like the flipping back and forth is just crazy. And it's such a good feeling too when you're navigating through all these bullets and you're surviving. And even if, even if you survive for maybe like there's just so much shit on the screen, and you survive for like 20 seconds. You're just like, oh man, I am the man. I survived for 20 seconds. You know. <laughs> I think it's funny. You think that's a good feeling. I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. No way. At least if you bought dinner, I like to have you know dinner purchased for me before I get fucked like this. This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no way, man. It's great. And, and like, what's so cool about it too is your ship. Like the hit detection is really cool too, because 
you can really maneuver through the bullets if you just tap it very, real slight. And what I love doing is sometimes when you're just in a swarm, like even the first boss, for example, he starts out and he fires like a shit ton of white at you, right? The screen is just filled with white. So obviously you just think, well, I'm just going to be white and I'm just going to shoot him at white. But, you know, you're not going to kill him fast enough. You're not going to get your the bonus for killing him quickly because the quicker you kill him, the bigger a bonus you get. So... What you do is you're just firing black at them as long, and you're just trying to get through those bullets, and you just fire black until you just know you're going to die, and that's when you switch white real quick. And I just, that feeling is so good. <laughs> Love it. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I, hats off to you, man. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't get that awesome feeling. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like 12-year-old Randy once again, and I feel like just cracking my controller in my hand and then spiking it on the ground <laughs> and yelling, the game cheated! <laughs> it's good man so steve you've never beaten it i've never finished the game oh now. wow no but like i said i did i did make some progress this time around i've uh, uh so i felt a little i felt good about that at least and that i i really kind of pushed myself to get through that second level that that second boss i just struggled with for a long time yeah he's um, he's pretty hard when the kind of the trick to him is you know when he just fire like he has he has those two big arms basically and he locks you in mm-hmm. And like the one side, I'll just throw out like a ton of black, and then maybe the other side, I'll just throw out a ton of white. Usually, just go in there. You can absorb all that. You'll get like a full meter from that, mm-hmm. and then then you have to shoot those two things so that they lower, so that you can go up there and fire at it. Right. And then once you once you shoot that thing down, then you just blast your um your clear all on that, and then mm-hmm. kind of dodge until he does it again, and eventually you'll you'll take him out. Yeah, I was doing it the the much more hard headed way of of actually flying into the thing right. and sitting there like bla- <laughs> and blasting the hell out of it and then getting out of there real quick yeah. as he was firing off. It was just yeah, it was it was, it was kind of crazy, but I, I got through it. I got my achievement and it popped up on there. I was like, all right, nice uh, Xbox Live, letting me know I I did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love how like all the achievements for that game are. You beat this stage. You beat. <laughs> yeah. there, I think there, there's a very small amount of achievements for, for the game too. You know, yeah. considering how hard that game is and how few achievements they give you versus like other games where they give you a fucking achievement for just starting the damn game and picking a character. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that one came out when I don't know. I think with newer games, they've kind of lightened up on the uh, requirements for arcade games. But I think that one came out before they kind of lifted that whole whatever. Uh, that they had because for a long time when it, with our wasn't there like a rule like an arcade game could only grant you this many achievement yeah, points yeah I think so uh, this and that and uh, I think that this one might have come out uh, before they they kind of got a little loose with that because it seems like newer ones there there's more achievements and and, and they're a bit more varied so, I could be wrong about that though. <laughs> If I'm wrong about it, feel free to head over to our Facebook page or eldergeek.com. Or, and, or in the comments, uh, you are so fucking wrong, Steve. And not just please. about the... Co- about the. I'm a big boy. I can take it. <laughs> so, what, you want to hit some uh, community feedback? Yeah, we did get some feedback from uh, from the folks who listen. Um, I guess, first of all, we'll say for, from Nick, uh, who, who's a listener and also at one of our... He, he hangs out over on Shamoozle quite a bit. Um... Nick, you should come over and hang out on Outer Geek too, man. Takes two seconds to register our account. Come on over and comment. Actually, you don't even uh, need to register anymore. Facebook that's comments right. are enabled now. That's oh, right. yes. Yep. Uh, Nick said, I played some GameCube by uh, Ikaruga at my cousin's when I was younger. I don't think I ever got past the second level. I remember it being pretty hard, but maybe that was me just being an impatient kid. <laughs> no, it was hard. <laughs> it was hard, yeah, but you know what, man? I got through the second level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just be patient. You'll you'll beat that second level too, man. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I, I get I guess th two is that the the appropriate way to say sure. this th th two uh, he he uh, posted over on Elder Geek. Um, said my take on Ikaruga when I was did play on GameCube is it's such a hard game. And he did kind of the little like the face, you know, sad like the, the ASCII face, kind of looking to the side. Yes, I guess. Uh, uh, I really enjoy the concept with the light to dark switching, but the game is not very noob friendly as I've only played a few sh- shooters in my time. In the end, I gave up on it since shooters like uh, Ikaruga 
are only for people who are willing to invest the time in him. Uh, I, I agree with that to, to some extent. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, like we said, the guys who, who are getting the most out of this game are the, are the most insane people in the world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, 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 even as someone who's, who's kind of a noob, I, 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 with, with these types of games, it's like a game, a, a genre I, I want to be good at, but I'm not as good as I'd, I'd ever like to be. Um, but I, I still, I, I got you know, a decent amount of enjoyment. And it's a game I go back to over the years. Mm-hmm. I'll, but, I'll tell you what, I, I would probably enjoy this game much more, or I would have enjoyed it much more if uh, if there was a slightly more gradiated level of difficulty. Like, say, level 2 wasn't the one that totally destroyed everybody, if maybe level 3 was the one that did that. I, I could see that, since that's like the midway point. That should be where mm-hmm. it separates the, you know, the Papa Bears from the Baby Bears. But And also, if this kind of game existed back when, you know, arcades were kind of in their golden age here in the States, I, I you know... I'd be looking at this through rose-colored glasses for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew Mahoney via Facebook uh, said, Oh man, my friends and I made a drinking game out of that. Spectators drink every time a player changes color, a six-pack down before the second stage boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's I a great way to die. Yeah, yeah. I can see yeah. a six-pack being done before that first stage boss. Yeah, really, really. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny um yeah don't don't advocate underage drinking in any way shape or form <laughs> but overage drinking we totally do yeah oh yeah <laughs> sure and uh frank summers brother of our very own phil here said uh he's not one for shooters except for nes's life force which i love it's a great game yeah um, it is it's a good one um, but I enjoy Ikaruga's spin on the genre. The color mechanic adds an extra layer of depth to it and makes you kind of have to learn how to switch the way you view the game on the fly. It's very clever and keeps you on your toes. I also like how it's old school in design. The same enemies come out and shoot in the same patterns, which encourages you to perfect your runs and get higher scores. You know, I'd like to add, since you brought up Life Force, that Life Force is probably my all-time favorite shooter, mm. and that mm-hmm. Ikaruga is like my second. <laughs> So I do. I, Life Force is awesome, and Life Force. By the way, I bought that game when I was a kid, and I bought it just because of the box. I thought the box was awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. It was a really cool box art. Yeah. It's got that crazy kind of like HR Geiger looking thing yeah, on it, right? That big serpent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We might have to throw that on as a uh, a game club choice one of these one of these uh, episodes. I can still do it I, in three lives, man. I haven't played no that game. Way. In a really yeah. Time. We got. Yeah. We had, we need to do like our you know our runs with you. You know we'll do Life Force and then we'll do your your you know uh, Wrath of the Black Manta you know run through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I beat Life Force um on one of our marathons before one of our live marathons. That's awesome. I've done it. I'm sorry. So um, go ahead, Steve. Sorry, I just wanted to say how much I love Life Force. Life Force is great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got one more we got one from Dante uh, one of our one of the guys uh, hangs out on Shamoozle. Um he, he chimed in with a very brief statement he said I like the demo I played on Xbox Live years ago that's it that's all he had that's it that's all he had for us <laughs> <laughs> well you know thanks uh, for the Shamoozle you know community for, for chiming in that time I, I think think they did a great job yeah and the Elder Geek crew too yeah yeah. Hopefully we'll be getting some more this time around because uh, what what do we got? Uh, what are we voting for for next next show? We're going free to play. We are. Oh, that free way hopefully you know. My wife is gonna love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never played a free to play game before. No. No. Well, here you go. Now's now's the time to get in on the goodness because there's some good ones out there. Some ver- some very good ones and and uh, so the two that I've I've. I present to the game club um, are Age of Empires Online and Spiral Knights, um, both of which are free to play. But also, um, I don't, you know, I'm not sure about Spiral Knights, but I know that Age of Empires Online is free to play. I, it does have the caveat of you have to set up a uh, Windows Live account or sign in with your Xbox okay. Live account, which is because it uses Windows Live. Um, but you don't need to make a uh, gold account. You can just make the free silver one if you don't. For, for people out there who might not have a, an Xbox account. I don't want them to feel obligated or anything. Right. So, yeah, you don't have to spend any money. Age of Empires has a monetary um, component to it, but you are able to get in and play and have a, a pretty uh, 
from what I understand, a pretty uh, large experience uh, without actually spending a cent. Then there's options of how you can pay to then unlock content and and kind of uh, expand the experience. But um, yeah, so it's free. Spiral Knights, I'm not sure about that. I, I would have to assume that if it's a free-to-play game, it must also have some sort of like uh, store or, or system in it where you spend real money to, right. to do stuff. Right. Um, but they're two very different games. Age of Empires Online is an RTS um, at heart. Um, it's an RTS. It's kind of a... I don't even want to talk about it ahead of time. I've played it for maybe about 20 minutes, and it's one of those games where I've wanted to play it a lot more, so I feel like this would be a great excuse for me to do that, to be quite honest, and, and if, if other people are interested as well. It's an RTS, but it's got uh, more of like an RPG component to it. Um, it's got a leveling system, talent trees, uh, in-game crafting. It's 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 one of those things that can just be insane. It sounds, the amount of, it sounds stuff deep as do. shit, man. <laughs> right, or you can just play it on a very, you know, very uh, uh, kind of uh, superficial level. Just do do some quests, check it out, you know, try it out. Or Spiral Knights is more of kind of like a a hack and slashish kind of uh, dungeon runner type game, I guess. I looked at the video Maybe. of that. That looked kind of cool. Yeah, it's got a neat art style. It's um, I can never remember the developer name, but it's Sega put it out. Or I, I don't really know how how does one put out a free to play game uh, if you're the publisher of a free to play game. I don't know how that works either. I guess so they, they picked it. I guess maybe they pick it up and they take care of server issue costs, promotion and, and stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah, I suppose. Yeah, they just throw wads yeah. of money at the developers. And right, say, deal with it. Yeah. right, <laughs> pretty much. Just put our name on it. We don't care. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're two very different games, but I guess maybe they fund it too. I mean, maybe this company yeah. came to them and. Yeah, with like a proof of concept, and right. then they, they help them get it off the ground. Right. Yeah, that's entirely possible. So, uh, yeah, uh, definitely head over to uh, eldergeek.com and uh, vote on the poll. We'll have it up for a few days uh, from when this episode is released. Um, so you'll have plenty of time to cast your vote and, and uh, let us know which, which game you would like to play. I personally don't care which one wins. I, I, I can tell you right now that whichever one does win, I'm going to go the absolute free route. Like, I'm not going to spend a cent on the game. Yeah, I'm probably going to do that, too. I mean, unless I, somehow I end up really loving it, and <laughs> I'm like, ooh, I got to yeah, buy this shit. I would absolutely... <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're like, wow, man, I would have been missing out on this whole MMO thing. Yeah, I got to buy this new hat for my Spiral Knight. <laughs> Honey, can I spend two dollars to buy a hat for my Spiral Knight? Yeah. What the hell is a Spiral Knight? I'm gonna vote on Spiral Knight. By the way, I'm just throwing, <clears throat> just letting you know what I'm voting on. Sounds good. <laughs> it just looked like from the t- from what I see all saw, it just looked like it's a little more more my speed. But I'm willing to try Ages of Empire. I mean, Age of Empires. I've never played anything like that, so. You've never done Age of Empires 2 or 1? No, no. Wow. Yeah, I'm definitely not uh, much of an RTS person, so it'll be um, interesting. I enjoy RTS games, but I I am a tactical dunderhead, so I I will build (laughs) my bases, and uh, I'll never attack anybody because I I want my bases to look as absolutely cool as possible. I get angry when the enemy attacks me, and I'm like, you're... Fucking up my economy. <laughs> I, I'm the worst when it comes to RTS games, but I enjoy them. Yeah, no, there, I, I can't. I'm trying to even think if there's one that I've even like dabbled in before. I don't know. Well, I, I hope I hope that Age of Empires Online is going to be the one that gets you addicted, and then you know have you run out and buy like uh, all you know every game from the Total War series or anything like that. <laughs> because as fun as they are, they're also really really time consuming. Yeah, see, that's why, I, that's why, like, a major factor as to why I never really got into them because I do know that they're like super time consuming. But this one, um, and from what I've seen of it, uh, seems to be a bit more. Um, it's less daunting. Yeah, that's at least in the beginning. I, I'm sure, like most uh, RTS, the more you get into it, the more crazy it gets. But it seems to uh, have a low barrier of entry. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I went to the website. It looked like a little. Um, even the art style. I mean, I've seen some Age of Empires like art before and all that kind of stuff. This looked a little mm-hmm. more like cartoonish. Yeah, they went the uh, they went the um, World of Warcraft route. Yeah, I was gonna say World, I was gonna say uh, Team Fortress. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, same same kind of yeah same idea of, of yeah more of a cartoony kind of uh, uh, age as well. Yeah, kind of a little more welcoming. 
But yeah, I definitely would like to see you get into some RTS because I, I want to see some pics of you from BlizzCon dressed as a space marine. <laughs> I think that, that, that's that's where I, that's where I want to see in like twelve months from now. I want to see you like out front uh, with like a gigantic machine gun in a space marine costume. Sounds amazing. <laughs> Maybe, may, may, perhaps, mayhaps. <laughs> cool. So I think uh, yeah, I think I think we've said uh, everything that needs to be said for now about about, about Ikaruga. Thank you for uh, saying what needed to be said. <laughs> Thank you. Still real to me, damn it. <laughs> so go vote, everybody. Yeah, vote on what you want to play. You know, absolutely. Yeah, and and depending on what wins, let us know what you think of Spiral Knights slash and or Age of Empires Online. So I wait. I guess maybe these games. I mean, if they're online, I guess we could play together, huh? Maybe we can meet up. Awesome. Absolutely. Online. Yeah. 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 Um, Spiral Knights. I believe you can. Looks like people are adventuring together in that from the video. Yeah, Spiral Knights, I believe, has um, Steam integration. Mm -hmm. it's, it's actually available through Steam. You can get it if you, you can go on Steam and, and get it through there. And then I believe your friends list comes in through Steam. Oh, cool. So you can hook up with people on there. And Age of Empires Online, like I said, uses the live Microsoft's live uh, technology, which will allow you to play with anybody on your Xbox Live friends list. Oh, that's so cool you're too. saying it's Steam versus uh, Windows Live, eh? I feel like Steam, yeah. I feel like Steam will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I might have just uh, sealed Age of Empires' fate <laughs> with that, with that little revelation. <laughs> but seriously, give you know either of them are uh, I think are fine games. So cool. vote for the one you guys want to play because that's what this is all about. Cool. Done. I'm gonna play the damn games anyway. Yes. Want you guys want you guys to vote. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Cool. So we that so that's that's that for the following one, and we hit all our points on Ikaruga. Randy, I'm sorry you didn't like it very much. I, again, it's one of those games I can I can appreciate, but yeah, it, not for me. Maybe when you if you record some footage and you're playing again, now you know these things. Maybe you'll. Maybe I'll like it a little more. Probably not. I'm telling you, if 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 on the video, like if somebody sees me beat the second boss, they will be seeing me beat the second boss for the first time, and they should wow. they should cheer at that moment, and they should raise a beer for me. Wow! And then I'll know that you loved it. <laughs> you know, that's when you had that epiphany, and you're like, I'm doing this shit, and then you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So let's wrap up this episode of the Game Club uh, for myself, Steve, uh, Phil, and Randy. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. 